Welcome to the Poet and the Reader podcast. If you like chatting about all things bookish, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Shanice. And I'm Vina, and welcome back to another episode. I'm very excited about this one. I don't know about you, but you are probably more excited because you read more than me, didn't you? (laughs) You (laughs) Yes, I'm excited that I did something uh, this week instead of like watch six seasons of of Sons of Anarchy. Oh, you're watching that? Yeah, well, I watched it a long time ago, and now, like, I wanted Cass to watch it, and so I'm watching mm-hmm. it again with her. Oh, nice. I was watching it as it was airing, though. I've heard good things about it, but I just never watched it. Is that the next show you're going to get into? No. That I'm going to make you get into? No. <laughs> no, you won't like it. You're not that type of person. Like I heard it's similar to Breaking Bad, though, and I love Breaking Bad. You know, Cass said the same thing, but I've never seen Breaking Bad. Oof. So maybe I'm going to make yeah. you watch Breaking Bad. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> I never wanted to watch it because the main character has cancer, so I never uh, wanted to watch it. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a tough one. It's a tough but one. but Cass told me it wasn't, like, a big part of the show. Like... Mm, yeah, no. Eventually it goes away. Yeah. But... Right. It's one of the best shows ever, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah, we're back. And in this episode, we're going to talk about a little trip that we took that I think yes, listeners we did. will be interested in. We took a little trip. Um, to a book village. That's something you don't hear every day. Yes. Um, but before we do, I wanted to share about a movie adaptation that's coming up. Since I know you absolutely yeah. love The Hunger Games, did you not? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I hate it. is not a fan, oh but God. for the listeners. You know what? I won't. <laughs> I won't say that I'm not a fan because I've, I've like the 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 podcast that we did last time. It was that my re- when I remembered it, I remembered hating it. But now mm. I'm just like maybe I should like reread the Hunger Games and then yeah. rewatch the movies and see if I have that same feeling. Okay, maybe. Okay, maybe. but uh, the sequel, the sequel, the prequel is coming out in 2023. <laughs> But I feel they like just, I'm just not interested. Yeah, they just announced that they're doing the prequel of The Hunger Games, and it's called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, and it's going to be with the same director, um, and the writers are going to be the same, so I don't know if you're going to like it, but okay. that's what it is. Um, and it's about Snow and his backstory. And I don't know if you've oh, seen the book, the okay. prequel, but it is humongous. I did not. Yeah, I didn't read it either. I I seen it, but like every time that I like, I don't know. Like I felt like it was. I thought, uh, like I never seen the book in person, but whenever I I seen it, like on, uh, like photos and stuff like that on social media, I yeah. thought it was like a thin book. But you're saying no, it's thick. It's, thick. <laughs> it's like the size okay. of the whole trilogy of the Hunger Games. Really? Yeah. Because I'm I, like I have it in my room, so like I can turn around and look at it, and I know that it's huge. Yeah, yeah. You already know. Anyway, I thought you should know that since right. you're a fan. <laughs> I am. Shut up. <laughs> I'm a fan of the. I'm a fan of the the series. Of the books, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, the, the books, books are good. Yeah. The books are good. Yeah. All right. So anyway, let's <laughs> go ahead and go with our last read. And current reads. Yes. And I have a last DNF, but I'm not going to let you start with your last read. I'm, you know what? I'm just going to put a pin in that, and yeah. I'm going to start on this. Okay. I'm going to start on this one, and I'm going to put a pin on why I'm so mad at you, Benny. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 
yesterday I was five books behind schedule. Today I'm six books behind schedule. Shut the front door. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying so hard to catch up and be like, get this over with. Mm -hmm. But... I don't know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm like, six books behind now. And I'm, I looked at it, and I thought I was doing progress because I had read three books. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm getting, like, in the dent of this, um, of being behind, but I'm not. So, anyway, I like two out of the three of the books that, that I read. I really enjoyed two of them. I'm not going to say I didn't like the third book. It's just, like, I, I thought it was okay. It wasn't, like, compared to the other two, you know? Okay. Tell us the titles, man. <laughs> right. So I finished Malice by Heather Walter, and it was a retelling of Sleeping Beauty. The princess falls in love with the evil sorceress. And mm-hmm. when you talked about it on the Pride episode, I was under the impression that she was always the villain. But no, she turns into the villain. And let me tell you, the town made her who she was. But I love books like that because it starts conversation on, like, who is the true villain? And is she the villain? But more than that, but, like, it kind of makes you think of, like, what is a villain more in, like, the definition of a villain? You know? Mm -hmm. And I like books that start those conversations. So Alice is viewed as a villain because her ancestors, not her direct, like, like, her ancestors, like, her great-great-grandmother, whatever, but, like, other villas, which is what she's half-villa. And um, they, so, like, one of the villas caused a curse on the, on Aurora's line of, um, of her, like, her past and her, and um, it, it says, like, they would die when they hit 21, but the light fairies of that town um, in the story soften the curse, so now it's, like, if you don't get your, your true love's kiss by the time you're 21, you'll just die. So two of Aurora's sisters have already died and um and now so like she's trying to like find she's like on her last year and that's that's when she meets Alice and it kind of like starts this like this love story of them and like an unfolding of how Alice becomes the villain. Hmm. I thought it was really cool like it was a really good book and like in the beginning it it is awkward because this it is her first book. Right. Like, so like the beginning is a little awkward. Um, Remember, I think I was on the podcast last time and I said that, like, I'm in the beginning stages and it's a lot of eyes and it it was like set up really weird. But Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it's it's worth it once you start getting into the book. It's like it's worth it. And the last 50 pages, shit was hitting the fan. And it's like (laughs) when you know you're like that close to the end of the book and you're like, this can't this can't all resolve itself in 50 pages. Right. Right. Yeah, so it's a duology. So, like, yeah, okay. it did resolve itself for now. Is the and, point um, of view only from the sorceress or also Aurora? No, it's just from the sorceress. So it was oh, really okay. interesting. Yeah, that yeah, is. I'm, yeah, because, like, then it reveals, like, Aurora's, like, you only know from Aurora's, like, of, of Alice's perception of Aurora. And, like, like the one thing I can say is Alice has, a, like, a very victimized um point of view but it's because of how the town treats her right and like when alice gets pissed off i'm like burn that shit down like <laughs> you know because like they treated her like shit and then they like and then also there's like trigger warnings of like i i, I don't know if it's like really sexual assault i'm not sure it's mm-hmm. never really stated but i assume mm-hmm. and then it's like child like abuse too because they abused her when she was little right yeah, wow. to, like, see how, like, because they didn't know anything about villas or, like, they wanted to see, because she was only half villa, how far her powers went. And so, mm-hmm. like, this one person, like, really, you know, stretched her. And I don't know. I was just, like, hmm. 
kill him. Nah, <laughs> I was like, kill <laughs> him. Done, and, and, <laughs> right. But my thing is, is that I also like, you know, um, stories told from the, like a villain point of view or like, I like the villains because it's usually the circumstances that makes them turn into who they are. Right. So like, is Alice the villain or is the, is the town the villain? Is the circumstance the villain? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I don't know. It was just really good. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm I really liked, liked it. it. I can't. Yeah, I'm really excited for the next book to come out and, like, bro, you be hitting them uh, recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta wait until May. Can you believe that? Unless I find you an arc. Unless I find you I arc. hope so, because, like, yeah. honestly, the way that I was, like, you know that meme, like, the guy, the, the was it Sunny, in, uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah. And he's just, like, tired and, like, the, the board is full of, like, red lines and like yeah yeah that's how it was when i was reading it and then like (laughs) i came into work the next day like after staying up and reading like some of it like i didn't finish it at the time and like Mm -hmm. i was exhausted at work and and like everybody was asking me like are you okay because i was like quiet yeah and um my friend was like oh she's just reading a good book and i said how'd you know she's like i can guess and i'm just like man shut up (laughs) but it's true i was reading a really good book you know that's the best feeling at night yeah. yeah, it is. Like, when you get so passionate about a book that you just need to tell everybody about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. one of the reasons I was late to record today was because I was hooked on a book. And that hasn't happened in a long time. <laughs> right. Like, I feel it. Yeah. And it was just so funny because, like, I got it. Uh, you know, I was I was just messing with Cass. And I was like, I'm going to take a personal day because this book, it got me fucked up. Like, I had finished <laughs> it. And then I had to go to work the next day. And I'm like, yo, she wasn't the victim. Y'all made her this way. Oh. Like, I'm not the villain. And yeah. I was like, I need a personal day. <laughs> and we got the new manager. So I'm like, uh, wow. new manager, I need a personal day. I know you don't know me, but, like, I'm, I'm grieving the loss of somebody and oh my gosh That's <laughs> yeah so funny. all right anyway, what's your second book right <laughs> anyway so i also got uh quiet of chorus by vanessa hahn um it's a poetry book and mm-hmm. it just wasn't for me or at least like the first half of the book towards the end i was highlighting um and like writing like um like little lines in the books and stuff like that and like towards mm-hmm. the end i got a few ideas and you know it was the first poetry book that i read in a while um yeah yeah so like at first i was not feeling it and then like once i got deeper into it it started to be like i liked the poems much better but i just what made you pick I, it I, up um the cover yeah okay <laughs> Okay. Yeah, the, the cover. cover was really cool. I'll talk more about it when we get to that part of the um, podcast yeah. of like yeah. why I really like, yeah, what was my okay. experience in getting it. But like, I was just, I was really interested in the cover of it. It was like one poem that really stuck out to me. I couldn't tell you what it is. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, one mm-hmm. poem just stuck out to me. And then that's how I usually pick my poetry books is I flip to a random page and then another random page and another random page. And I like see if the poetry fits with me and then I pick the book up, you know? Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I can guess what your third one is. <laughs> oh, my God. I was so excited. Okay, so my last book was I Finally Read Malibu's Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Mm-hmm. And it's about four famous siblings throwing an epic party to celebrate the end of the summer. But over the course of 24 hours, their lives change forever. So just like mm-hmm. you said, it was a little slow, slower pace in the beginning. But I appreciated it because it allowed mm-hmm. me to really connect with the characters and this world. Mm-hmm. I feel like if someone asked me about this author, about Taylor Jenkins Reid, this isn't the first book I'd recommend. 
Like, this is a book, like, mm-hmm. you already love this author, and then you read mm-hmm. it, and then you're just enjoying her enjoying writing this book. Because mm-hmm. I felt like she just enjoyed it so much, you know? Yeah, 100%. And yeah, like, I, I really love this book, and I felt like a... And I feel like when Cass asked me, like, did I really like this book? Because she also read a lot of the... Um, she read all the Tell the Jenkins Reads books with me, like, after I read them. Mm-hmm. And, like, I felt that... I couldn't say, like, it was a five-star book because I related a lot to the book, you know? Because, right. like, you know, the the uh, siblings, their mom passes away, and that responsibility that Nina felt f- towards her feelings and the stress was a lot how I felt when I lost my mom and my little mm-hmm. sister, you know? Mm-hmm. But I also just love the layers of this book. Like, it had so many different perspectives, and it wasn't overwhelming. Like, I cared about every perspective, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And even the small ones where it was just like, why the hell did she even add this in the book? But it was just it was just like everything had, like, such a small, amazing part that I really enjoyed, you know? And it always ties in somehow. Right. Yeah. So I'm, like, wondering, mm-hmm. like, you know? Um... <laughs> So not only that, but this book is over the course of 24 hours, but it's spanned over 20 years, which I loved. Mm -hmm. So it didn't feel like 24 hours. Like, it felt like I was reading a book that lasted over, like, 20 years, which, you know, it did. So, yeah, I'm such a fan of hers. Yeah. yeah it was so and you know this was one of the one of the books where i was expecting the twist right so uh yeah i can't wait for the next one i'm so excited about mm-hmm. what she's gonna do next you know i don't even know what and it is but i'm reading it <laughs> right i'm ready i'm ready for it and like yeah. uh cast cast like had told me i gave her this book and i said you have to read it and she's gonna read it but like also um you know i feel like this is, like, one of my favorite authors, right? Because, like, yeah. Cass is like, this has to be. Because this is the only person that you, like, look out for their new books and then you buy it. And I'm like, damn, I do. Mm-hmm. Also, I I ended up getting a signed copy from um from a local bookshop that she had mm-hmm. went to and signed a bunch of copies of her books. Mm. Nice. Can you guess which one I bought? Uh, hello, Evelyn Hugo. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> That's I nice. Did. did you get it yet? Yeah. No, not yet. I'm waiting oh, okay. for it. Okay. Okay. I'm excited because I also got Malibu Rising is signed as well. Yeah. Look at your little collection. Yeah. I love it. Right. And then I got the advanced readers copy of uh, Daisy Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Got a little so collection cool. going. <laughs> also, <laughs> yeah. I also like let me. Uh, I'm gonna put on to the side. So all my books are loaned out right now because I gave cast my Mal- I gave cast my Malibu's Rising. Mm. I gave my I gave my friend um, my my copy of Seven Husbands, and she had it for like a year, and she never read it. Mm. And so I was like, "You have to read it. You're gonna love it. Like you're gonna love it." And she right. just finished reading it, and she was like, oh, my God, this has to be the best book I've ever read. Like, this Aww. has to be my favorite one. That's and I was awesome. like, I knew you were going to like it. And then also, Adrian had hit me up a few days ago, and she was saying how she wanted more books to read, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, she's not at work. Um, You know, she recently left our job, and so I was really excited to, like, I told her to come over, and we sat down, and she just went through all my books, right? And then mm-hmm. I was just like, you have to read this one. Like, you have to. And I think, like, I, I knew that she would, like, like seven husbands but i felt like she would connect more with daisy jones at first because we both have like such a love for music yeah so i felt like she was gonna love that one anyway like my best my other friend had the book um seven husbands so i gave her um Mm -hmm. daisy jones is what i had so and and she only asked for one book i gave her by the time she left it was like seven books she had (laughs) (laughs) 
No, that's yeah. a good one to start with because it's so easy to get into it as well. Because the format, yeah. Yeah, and you know, she was there when I had taken that first picture for a booked barista, and ever since then, she said she was always intrigued with it. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, that's what I last read. <laughs> okay, I guess I should admit what I last DNF'd and last read. Oh my god, I'm so, so I'm gonna mad start. At you. <laughs> I'm gonna start with last read, and it no, was I'm the. Mad at you. <laughs> It was the book club, book club pick that we had for last month, and it was Tokyo Uno Station by Miri Yu. Um, and I did not enjoy it. It was 200 pages, and I thought I was going to like finish it in a day. And it took me longer than the other book we read, which was One Last Stop. And that's like 400 right. pages. Um, so this one is about a spirit that's haunting a train station in Tokyo where he took his life. And when you hear that, you're like damn that's really sad and i really want right. to understand why he did this but by haunting it's like he's dropping into conversations that people are having in the station that are so mundane and like boring which i get right. like when you're on a train station you don't hear the most amazing conversations <laughs> and i don't know what train the- station you going to but i'm <laughs> hearing some crazy shit like I know that you know the day to day talk is is what was included in the book instead of the interesting ones, um, right? So the whole premise of it was kind of a letdown for me. Um, it is in translation, and some people in the book club were saying that some of the words weren't translated in English how they should have been translated, which I thought was really interesting, and it makes you think mm. like what it gets lost in translation, um, right? But yeah, not a big fan. And you know, I feel like that's how it was with one last stop. You you had said the like what the book was about, and you was like, "That sounds so cool, right?" But let me tell you how disappointed I was. <laughs> exactly, like the premise is great, but you just did not go about it the right way. Right. Um, and parts of it were good, like when they went through his um past and like before he committed suicide, um. Like, it was still really sad, but it was more interesting that what he was doing on the train station. Um, right. And, yeah, it just kind of lost me a lot. For such a short book, right. I was I was very confused. That's um, also a question, too. When books get lost in, like, when books are, like, another language and then mm-hmm. it gets reprinted, it's, like, yeah. there's a, a certain essence that gets lost in, like, the book because it's, like, what else did I lose from it? I'm never going to experience right. it the way the writer wrote it. Exactly exactly right i get it um and my last dnf i am very sorry to say <laughs> you know i might pick it up one day but it's just not the moment for it and it's on earth we're beautifully gorgeous by ocean Gong. and i know you're mad at me and i understand <laughs> i only got like 30 pages in and i was like nope i just can't do it i think old me would have been like yes giving me this flowery poetic convoluted language that he uses in every sentence but the the me now is like i just want to get to the point like just tell me what the point is (laughs) you know what i mean i get it um so maybe maybe i'll pick it up but as of right now i had to put it down and pick up my current read which i will tell you after you share your current read (laughs) so go <laughs> nice, ahead nice transition <laughs> there you go so <laughs> so school is starting this week and one of my classes has nine books nine oh. books that we have to read they're um, great books though 
Yeah, they are. Um, but I also would like to say it is my last first day of undergrad on Wednesday. Mm, yeah. 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 Good luck, my friend. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, so I jump started on my list because, you know, I'm going to have like a senior seminar class and I have like um, really writing intensive classes, of course. And um, I have to write a thesis to graduate. So anyway, I read. Um, well, like, OK, so like me and Cass have been fighting about my pronunciation of this. Is it mm. Gollum or Golem? Wait, what is it? It's the Golem and the Genie yeah. by Helene Wrecker. I'm Wrecker? pretty sure that's right. Golem. Gollum? That's what I've been saying. Gollum. But she's like, Gollum? but she plays video Gollum? games and she told me I was wrong. Oh, if she I plays video games, then she it. knows. <laughs> right. I forgot how she pronounced it. But anyway, I'm saying it wrong. Gollum and the Genie by Helene Wecker. Mm. How's it going? So I read this. Uh, well, so let me tell you. So I read mm. the synopsis and I kind of judged the book by its cover and mm. the synopsis because I was like, oh, why would I be interested in this? Yeah. Um, but it's really drawing me in. I, it's like a fable soulmate mystic aspect of it. And I'll tell you what it's about in just a moment. Okay. Um, I have it up. Okay. So, oh my God. Chava. I, I think it's Chava. Shava is a golem or a golem or something else a creature made of clay brought to life by a disgraced rabbi who dabbles in dark magic created to be the wife of a man who dies at sea on the voyage from poland shava is unmoored and adrift as the shift arrives in new york harbor in 19 in 1899 and then ahmed is a genie a being of fire born in ancient Syri- um, Syrian d- desert trapped in an old copper flask and released in New York City, though still not entirely free. Ahmed and Shava become unlikely friends and soulmates with a mystical, con- mystical connection. Marvelous and compuls- compulsive, very readable. Helene Wecker's debut novel, The Gollum and the um, Genie, waves strands of Yiddish and Middle Eastern literature, historical fiction, and magical fable fable into wondrous, inventive, and unforgettable tale. So here's the thing. Like, now that I'm reading over that, um, the, um, the synopsis of it, I do love historical fiction. Yeah. I'm a historical fiction type of bitch. I like it. <laughs> I do. I love This I is love meant for you. Fiction. Yeah. yeah it really is and I didn't realize how much I loved historical fiction as, until like I started reading Taylor Jenkins Reid right how far mm-hmm. into you uh, how far into the book are you I'm on page 30 because I had to work today oh, I, I'm, I, okay. I've, I've been wanting to pick it up all day but like when I got home it, I just had to do a bunch of stuff you know nice. like cleaning and stuff so yeah I wanted to be hooked like you were you hooked though From what the... do you mean on the book yeah yeah, it's like I'm. I really so like in the so like I'll tell you a little bit. So like my reading experience is like in the first chapter, like you hear the backstory of the golem mm. of Shava, and you mm. don't know her name yet. So like this was uh, like oh. a little thing for me, okay. and then like then you get the backstory of the genie, and it's like the 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 fable, the 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 storytelling behind the storytelling is just really interesting. Like to huh. see how they both like existed, you know. Very cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm excited. I'm for excited. You. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it in the class too. Like, what what are we gonna be? It looks I, I, long like, though. <laughs> but oh I my think god, you can do it's it. like I think you can do it. <laughs> yeah, but like the also the other book that I have to read is like 700 pages, so I'm kind of oh like, oh my gosh, fuck my life a little bit, you know. <laughs> it is what it is, though. Yeah. Gotta get through it. Uh-huh. Anyway, what is your current read? Okay, so today I started "Beautiful World." Where are you by Sally Rooney? 
and I'm very, very excited. It's been like my yeah. most anticipated book of this year. It's coming out in September. I want to say September 2nd. Um, Wait, is this the same the same author who wrote like another favorite book of yours? Yes. So she okay, wrote you've been Normal waiting. People. You've been waiting. I've been waiting. Yeah. Even though right. I had the arc forever, I'm like, I have to wait for the right time to start this. <laughs> but I want to read it before <laughs> it comes out. So I started today. I'm already 100 mm-hmm. pages in. I'm not kidding. I was reading it so fast. And I'm like, okay, I got to calm wow. down <laughs> and get ready for the podcast. Um, right. So, so far, I'm going to tell you what I know. I like, I'm not okay. looking at the synopsis. I'm just going by what I've read. Um, so it's about two girls. One is Alice and the other is Eileen. Uh, Alice is a writer who recently had a mental breakdown. And she went to the psych mm. ward and everything. Um, so she decides to leave Dublin and her friend Eileen to live in like a small town in Ireland. And it's basically, we don't know yet why she had the breakdown, but we just know that she had to like escape, um, the spotlight for a minute. Mm -hmm. So that's that part. And then she's writing letters to Eileen. So we get to read the letters that they write to each other. Um, Mm. and then Eileen is still in Dublin and she recently broke up with her boyfriend, but she started this kind of inappropriate flirtation with a childhood friend who she uh is much older than her and you get like this it's not that much of an age difference but you kind of feel a little uncomfortable as you're reading it so I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on there um but yeah her her books are uh, I don't know how to explain it but she just as soon as the book starts, she got me. Like, I couldn't stop reading. It's not, like, a right. huge plot-driven story. It's just about... It's more about the characters than the plot. But the way she writes it is, like, my cup of tea. <laughs> it's just right. so good. So good. Um, so, yeah. I'm just gonna calm down and read 100 pages a day <laughs> and finish it in three days. Well, but also, we, we shall see. So, like, so, you're the type of person also to, like, prolong something if you like yeah. it. And it drives me fu- insane. I know. I'm like, it drives like everyone it, just insane. Read it. <laughs> just fucking read it. Uh, that's how I am with shows that's how, and movies. It's the same. Right. That's how I felt with yeah. Malibu Rising. I'm like, bro, like, I can't. Yeah. I read, like, I think <laughs> I think I read, like, 200 pages in one day sitting. I was wow. just like, it was so good. I, I wanted to finish reading it. And it's it. not and fast paced at all but you're just in it for the writing you know what normal um for this the book for that you're malibu reading now? no malibu rising i didn't feel like it right. was fast paced so no yeah. would you say that's also not very plot driven either it, mm, mm, i don't maybe we do have a plot because we gotta so. know what finds out with the house so you kind of have that right. in the back of your mind but Right. With the but one I'm reading now, plot, I, I don't know anything that's going on. What happened? Right. I know I'm trying to figure out if you're a plot-driven person because, like, uh, some of the books that we both read are yeah. more about the characters rather than the plot. Yeah, maybe we're character people. <laughs> well, you're character people. Oh, you I am, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I, don't, I feel like you, <laughs> you read more uh, genre than I do, like, sci-fi or fantasy or... You and it's only because yeah. school. Like I yeah. feel like school. Has but you end made up liking them sci-fi. still. I do, yeah. and yeah. I've never been a sci-fi person. You you know me. Mm-hmm. It took mm-hmm. me like how many years to read Harry Potter? The fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It's true. So yeah, I'm loving okay. it. I'm loving it. I can't wait to finish it. <laughs> right. I'm excited for you. Yeah. I'm. You know, ever since you told me about normal people, I'm like, maybe I should pick it up. 
You know? Yeah. I don't know if you're going to like it, but I really, Ooh. really enjoyed it. Because she calls me okay. out. I feel like she she's a young writer. I think she's my age, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And she just writes characters that I can relate to, like, almost okay. too much. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, crap. Right. <laughs> That's me. Well, you're my friend, so maybe I'll be able to re- relate to these, uh, yeah. these stories. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right, so we've been teasing about oh. this trip that we that we went on. Yeah, and how is it book related? It is book related because. <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's say let's talk about how we uh, how we got this. Now, yes, me yeah. and Vina. Well, Vina's in her you know, thirties, but I'm also <laughs> in my early twenties and uh, <laughs> early twenties. <20s, I'm> <laughs> oh, anyway, geez. we're both too old to be on TikTok, and yet we're still on TikTok. We and love so TikTok. I was. <laughs> we love. Well, you love TikTok. I yeah. like TikTok. <laughs> no, I, I, I do. It's so addictive. Also, like, I've had to, like, uh, limit my time on TikTok because I'll just... I'll really? Yeah, like, I'll be lost <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's crazy. Anyway, <laughs> so the good thing about TikTok is that you find, like, new new things, like, new recipes, new uh, new books, like, book mm-hmm. TikTok and, sh- and shit. But mm-hmm. the... I found a book village. Um, It came up on my feed, and it's called Hobart Book Village. Mm -hmm. And so it's seven bookshops in in this town, and me and Vina and Mm -hmm. a a mutual friend, Patty, went to this place to check it out. So so it's seven uh, bookstores. It's Adam's Antiquarium Books, Collectible Books, Books with a Focus on Greek, Latin, and some local history, Blenheim Hill Books, it's a close because of a fire, so we didn't get to go to that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Creative Corner Books, Cookbooks, Books on Crafting, Liberty Rock Books, General Interest and Art Gallery. It's uh, records and CDs for sale, and it's consignment room for books and other items. Uh, Lion Eyes Books, More Good Books, Books and Ephemera. 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 Ephemera, yeah, <laughs> and Quarry Books, Mystery and Sci-Fi, and it's an honor system um, bookshop, which we'll talk about more. So yeah, Vina did some research that <laughs> that nobody asked me for, but I'm gonna nobody give you guys asked. a little history. <laughs> yes, on you the are village. Give us a history. All right, so first of all, the village of Hobart. Oh God, I feel like I'm gonna. Uh, what's it called history channel no discovery channel <laughs> this is a how-to history <laughs> channel uh we're gonna talk about like all the oh, things geez. we did <laughs> let, let me oh. tell you it was beautiful views when we were driving oh yeah so and nice. Vina did most the of the river. driving i feel really bad still it, it was three it's hours okay. away yeah you did yeah, all yes, the driving three hours away. i feel bad <laughs> all right so you're ready for the history lesson it's mm-hmm. coming Okay, so the village of Hobart has fewer than 500 people. That blew my mind, Shanice. That's why I kept looking into this town, because I'm like, only 500 people? Are you kidding me? And right. all of its main street has bookstores, which is very rare. Right. Um, and it all started in 2001 when two residents of Manhattan, Diana and Bill, stopped in Hobart doing a trip uh, through the Catskills. So this is the first bookstore that we went to on our little trip. Do you remember oh, it? The really? blue? Yeah. So the two, the man who like introduced the store when we came in, he's mm-hmm. the one that kind of started this whole thing. So his name is Bill, and he was a doctor for 40 years in Manhattan, and his wife, a uh, former lawyer, were looking for like retirement activities to do 
uh, for their old, when they once they get older, obviously. Um, and then the couple spotted a corner store for rent at the end of the main street. And after speaking to the owner, they decided to rent it on the spot. Mind you, this was a week before 9-11. So they decided to leave New York City before, like, everything happened um, on that day. And they were taking their book collection from Manhattan to Hobart, one rental car load at a time. And that's a lot, guys, because I did that drive. And for them to do that one car at a time is just crazy. Um, So they didn't expect to establish... Uh, book village in the process so they weren't even sure whether their bookstore would survive and after all it's three miles away from the main highway and it's way up there in the Catskills so their store is called Adam's Antiquarian Books which Shanice already mentioned and the first year was super quiet they weren't getting a lot of traffic Uh, but Don Dales who's a local piano teacher decided that one good bookstore deserves another bookstore, and he decided to open his mm. own bookshop. But what he did over the years was that he began buying all of the other, like, empty storefronts in that street. Um, and he decided to, like, give them out for free. I wish I was I was right. <laughs> older back then. I would have been right. like, can, can I, I have, have one? one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I have that? But he was giving them the giving them away for the first year rent free, so anyone could open a bookstore because he really wanted this to be wow. a book village. Um, and slowly and surely, people were paying attention and started to move over over there. And um, so people began to describe the town as the only book village east of the Mississippi. And the other book towns, I really went into <laughs> the other book towns in in the U.S. are in Minnesota mm. and Texas. So we went to one of three. That's pretty. That's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. That means we have to go to Minnesota and Texas anyway. Right. That's the next. That's <laughs> so the next then, year. another couple, Barbara and Cheryl, uh, they spent their careers at Rutgers University. And they moved to Hobart at around 2005. And they met a bookseller there who was selling all of her stock of books. So they bought it on the spot. It seems like all of these decisions are on the fly. Like, we're going to do this like right now, which is really (laughs) cool. Um, So today, their bookstore includes strong collections of feminist and African-American studies. Clark is a poet and an author who has written about the Black arts movement. Andrew Lord and the Black queer community, which is really really cool. That was the and one we had went to. That's more good, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so there's fewer than a hundred book towns in the world. The other ones are in Scotland, and New Zealand, Malaysia, South Korea, um, and Hobart is now part of that, which is pretty cool. Next stop, South Korea. Yeah, next (laughs) next stop, New Zealand. (laughs) So as Hobart evolved, individual bookshops have found their own specialty. So we noticed as we went to each bookstore that each of them had like a different thing that they focused on. So for example, Creative Corner Books um, had craft, cooking, and DIY books. And apparently they have a knitting corner, which I did not notice, unless it was the chair that I was sitting on. I think that time when you were buying the shirt, I don't know. No, I um, think it was all the way in the other corner, like in when uh, you go deeper into the store. Okay, okay, yeah. very cool. 
Um, annually, they have a festival of women writers. I don't know if they're still doing that after COVID, but they right. used to do that. And they also have semi-annual sales the weekends of Memorial Day and Thanksgiving Day that draws hundreds of visitors. Not thousands, but hundreds, which is really cute. Right. (laughs) Um, So all of the bookstores in the village are open daily from 11 to 5 p.m. And they're all located in Main Street uh, in Holborn, New York. And we loved it. And that's the end of the history lesson. Right. And, you know, when we had saw, like, this, when I had seen the TikTok, I was like, do we have to walk to all of them? Do we drive to all of them? Like, what kind of, what does this look like? And it was literally one strip. Like, you and and Mm -hmm. I were talking about it because it had took us so long to get there um, in the beginning. Right. I think we should have left, like, an hour earlier or something like that. But I know, like, you had to walk the dogs. But... You know, I was thinking... But it ended up being perfect, dude. Right. I was just about to say that. Like, you know, we had had talked about it like we were afraid. And then, like, when we got there, it was just, like, a perfect amount of time. Like, I think we left... I think we we spent, like, a few, few, like, two hours, right? Or, like, three hours. Yeah, I'm going to say. Yeah, Yeah. two hours. And it was Mm -hmm. was pretty good. Mm -hmm. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So we started at the Adams Bookstore. Yes, we did. And I had no idea that um, it was focus on greek and that in history but i did notice they had like a little table with ibm stuff from back in the day which was really cool and i took Mm -hmm. a picture of that um but they had this really cool backyard with a little stream of river i don't know if you remember so pretty so pretty um i don't know which one was your favorite so more good books was my favorite um that's the one where i picked up three books um, I picked up two poetry books, Quiet of uh, Course by Vanessa Hahn and Cannibal by Sophia Sinclair. And then I picked up Parable of the Sour by Octavia E. Butler, which you the, you put it in my hands and I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, here, buy it. <laughs> right. So um, I started reading uh, Cannibal and I'm really enjoying it. And not, not like really reading it. Like I'm just reading like one or two poems out of it before I go to bed and then like... Um, you know, anyway, I'm really enjoying it. Oh, that it. was a poetry collection, right? Right, right. And um, yeah. that's the bookstore when you asked me to do, um, when she asked me, do I read a lot of poetry? And I said, yes. And when we left, you guys were like, you should tell her, you should have told her you're a poet. And so, like, yeah. I don't I don't know if you know <laughs> this, but, like, it's oh, sometimes I feel so weird about telling people that I'm a poet. Because I feel like either two yeah. images come to people's minds, and it's one where it's, like, the roses are red, violets are blue type of image, you know? like, <laughs> And then it's, like, the other right. image that I feel like um, it's, like, the black on black on black of everything. And then, like, the snaps and, like, mm. all the comedic, like, gag people do of poets. And it's, it's always been like that for me. Like, when I was younger, my mm. mom would tell people I'm a poet. She'd be like, oh, yeah. okay. You know, people be like, rolls eyes. She writes, like, air quotes poetry. And my mom's like, no, but she, she like, writes poetry. Like, you know, like, people mm-hmm. didn't know in my mm-hmm. family. And then, like, yeah. I always feel yeah. like people are surprised to hear that, I, that I'm that i a poet, too. Because I guess it's like, the way I speak is not the way that I write my poetry. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, and I mm-hmm. feel like, um, and it got, like, confirmed for me. Like, you know, not meaning to, but, like, I had, I showed my... Like, you know, I was doing my homework or whatever, and I was putting together a portfolio. And so um, my ex-boss, like, asked me what was, like, on my paper, and I had showed her the poem, and it was something that I wrote. And so she was like, oh, who wrote this? It's a very good poem. And I was like, me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what the fuck, you wrote that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, so I feel like people, you know, 
Yeah, and it, it was mm-hmm. uh, Fuck Me, Forgive Me, Forget Me, which I've never done on this podcast, but yeah, it's like... Oh. Yeah. Maybe we should read it next time. <laughs> maybe, maybe. It's, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, 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 yeah. I always feel like, um, you know, not in, not embarrassed or per se, but I, I just feel, like, weird mm. sharing that I'm a poet. No, I, I get feel that. Like, I get yeah, that. Yeah, and then it's like, it's yeah. like, who am I to say, like, oh, I'm a poet, you know, like... Right. Yeah, I write poetry right. and sometimes it gets published and like, yeah, I'm a poet, but like, I don't go around telling people that, you know? No, I like, get it. I yeah, get it. and then people it's always ask me, they're like, like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm a writer. And they're like, oh, do you mm-hmm. write like, and then when they ask me more, I say, yeah, I write poetry, you know? Oh, anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. I digress. <laughs> but yeah, that was my favorite. And like, uh, she said okay. that Vanessa Hahn was a friend of hers. And uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, with uh, Quiet of the Course, it wasn't my style in the beginning. She did some weird things with, like, uh, the spacing of words. And, like, I don't know. It was just that poem was oh, really weird to me. Yeah, it was it was okay. really weird. I, I don't think I was in the right, like, headspace to, like, receive that poem. So I think one day I'm going to sit I'm gonna sit down again and I'm going to read the poems again and um, see if I really liked it. Right. So, you know, you know mine. What's yours? Your favorite uh, part of the books? Um, I'm going to say query books. Because I found it so cute that it was an honor system store. So basically, you come in. Oh, by the way, guys, we're going to post, like, the TikTok that we recorded when we went to all these bookstores on our Instagram. So after you listen to this episode, go over there and watch it. Anyway, um, so (laughs) Query Books is an honor system bookstore. You walk in. There's nobody there. They just trust that you're going to pay. And I find that so freaking cute. (laughs) Right. Um, So they have this little notebook where you write the book that you picked and you write how much it is and i just found that really cute so i bought two books for a customer of mine who's really into agatha christie and i asked him if he had them he didn't so i got it for him um but yeah that was my favorite one i don't know why it was just so i love how much they trust people (laughs) up there (laughs) to do this so no, it was, was it was favorite. super cute, and that was the bookshop, uh, that was the bookstore that I, like, I took a picture because I think that um, Twilight was misplaced and put into mystery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, it's <laughs> a mystery where the mystery, like, this ended up in mystery. It was funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it was yeah. cool. And it was, like, okay. a small... Little, like, it, it had the vibes, man. It did. And then it had the little stereo. Oh, 100%. There with the with the CD player. Yeah, with the CDs. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. It's so great. So, so, like, do you go in there and, like, change the CD, like, when there's nothing playing? It's yeah, our responsibility like, who changes to do it? the music? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Also, when we got there at Adam's Bookshop, mm. we were, like, we were there, and they were just eating lunch outside. I'm like, can, can I yeah. sit? Can I have some, too? Like, they were in the rocking <laughs> chairs just eating, like, chilling, the fuck? It was so relaxed. And then when we went to Creative Corner Books, they just walked in and left their bookstore, like, alone. And I'm like, right. wait, what? What's happening? You guys are so trusting. It's so not New York City life. Right. And Creative Corner yeah. was such a cute bookstore, uh, too. Like, I bought two shirts from there for mm-hmm. me and Cass. Oh, and I wish I could have gotten that shirt. Yeah, and it was a nice colored shirt, too. It was a mustard color, and, like, it said mm. cat skills, and it was two raccoons roasting marshmallows, but it was, like, in an olive green, so, like, it the shirt just, like, was really nice, and um, they yeah. also had local honey, which I almost bought, but I didn't. Yeah. Oh, I should mention, like, on our drive up there, how we went to that diner. 
and we highly recommend it if you guys make this trip that was my favorite part of the trip was that Phoenicia diner it wasn't even the bookstores it was the diner (laughs) the food was so good yeah so halfway there we stopped at a diner called Phoenicia diner which is apparently part of this really cool town that we should probably go check out um but yeah the food was amazing the service the coffee oh my god the coffee was so fucking good Can we go back? Yeah, I've, I told Adrian, I was like, I just want to go back there for the diner. And it's funny, too, because, yeah. um, you know, me and me and Adrian, we had pl- well, I had planned for us to go on a double date up there. But I didn't know about the Phoenician yeah. diner. I just knew about the Catskills, the right. um, like the railroad, like bike shit. I don't know what it's called, but like, that's what I wanted to yeah. do. Yeah. Um, but Liberty Rock Books, I like their reading nook more than I like that I like the selection yeah. it's 5,000 square feet but it just didn't have a lot of representation if you know what oh I mean. my god let me tell you um. that's the that like if anybody <laughs> has us on Instagram that was the bookshop that had the that book yeah the um the what young women ought to know <laughs> yeah and let me tell you they yeah. had this it was it's not it's not our not right our and they had like four books in the latinx section yeah, it was pretty, pretty yeah, sad. Yeah, it was a sad. Well, they do have a nice reading nook with a couch and a it view of beautiful. the lake, which is... I would buy really a book nice. from, like, another bookshop and then go there to read it. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, and then the last one that we went to was Lion Eyes yes. Books. And that's where we found some interesting tea yes. that I think you purchased. I did purchase some nice tea. <laughs> Wink, wink, guys. I bought some yeah. nice tea. <laughs> it makes me nice and nice. <laughs> no, um, I haven't tried it yet, yeah. but, um, okay. yeah. And then I bought two comic books for my bestie, Adrian. And I had a very specific criteria mm-hmm. for the comic books, like, I bought her. But, like, when I had, I didn't have any intentions of buying her a comic book. But, like, when I seen the stack, I was like, yeah. okay, I have to buy it if there's, like, a Spider-Man because she, she loves Spider-Man. And then I seen this yeah. other one, and it's called Celestine. Celestian, mm-hmm. I don't know, and I bought it because like she was beautiful, and Adrian is an mm-hmm. artist, and I mm-hmm. thought she would appreciate the artwork, especially of her half naked. Did you give it to her yet? They were, yeah, she was so excited. She was like, oh, like you know, I don't think she looked through like the comic books, like because we had went out to dinner. I'm um, to dinner. We went out to breakfast a few days ago, and I I gave her all her stuff because I just <laughs> I don't know. I've been spoiling her <laughs> too much. <laughs> mm, nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Blenheim Book Hill Books was closed unfortunately. But I looked it up online yeah. and it was more of the children's store, which I I noticed the mm-hmm. town was missing. Um, but yeah, they caught a fire. I want to say last year or right before that, but it was closed, so we couldn't Did you check find it out. Why? No, no, I didn't find the gossip. <laughs> All that research, uh, Vina did, and she doesn't even know why the. <laughs> uh, we did notice that one of the businesses was for sale, so. Oh watch yeah. Watch out, guys! <laughs> we'll move all the way up to Hobart, and bring the town up to five hundred and two. <laughs> yeah. Cass is coming. Oh yeah, five hundred and three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> five hundred and three. Cass gotta come with the cats. Yeah. And we'll keep we'll have uh the cat and one of one of the cats in the bookshop. Aww. I think I think uh buttons would do better in a bookshop than mittens yeah. because buttons is like, cause buttons and mittens don't get along. Really. Um, 
Yeah, no, they don't get Aww. along. Buttons doesn't like Mittens. Mittens just wants to be close to her, but Buttons is like, get away from me. Yeah, so that's our retirement plan, guys. We're going to move up to the Catskills and uh, open up a bookshop yeah. and live in the house. We were inspired by Diana and Bill. <laughs> yeah, but our bookshop is going to have AC because, like, oh sorry, my gosh. It, was hot as hell. Yeah. it was hot as hell in those bookshops. <laughs> and I was like, I have to wear my mask. Like, I know, I'm not saying, like, I'm, you know, whatever, yeah. I have to wear my mask, yeah. but, like, I had to step out a few times because I was so hot. I was like, mm-hmm. it, like my anxiety is getting, like, it's hot as hell. It's little as hell. And the coffee shop was closed. There wasn't much to, like. And the coffee <laughs> shop was closed, yeah. Buy stuff. <laughs> me and Vina, like, caught us in the back of the bookshop, like, Vina getting water from me. And we're just in the back of the fucking bookshop just drinking and a bunch like, of water. we're like, where's the bodega? Where can I buy water? <laughs> right, right. You couldn't buy nothing. You couldn't buy nothing. Maybe that's what they need us to open up. A freaking bodega. A bodega, a bodega with poetry. Hey, <laughs> this work. is also uh, this is also yeah. <laughs> and I already have the cat. <laughs> we already have the manager. Yeah, there you go. Oh no, I was gonna say on our drive back we stopped at Woodstock, and there was a bookstore there, but it was closed, which just means we have to go back. <laughs> How did you read my mind? I was gonna say that on the way back we went to Woodstock. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, and then we went to that vegan. We went to that vegan uh, restaurant because really Patty good. got to pick. It was good. It was good. Yeah, it was a really nice uh, vegan restaurant. I love how like whenever we eat vegan, Patty's like, "Did you like it? How'd you like the vegan food?" I'm like, "Bro, I've eaten vegan food before." Fuck. I know. I love it. I was almost scared that it yeah. wasn't vegan. I was like, "Wait, are you sure?" It was so good. Okay, like, listen, Vina's a little sensitive when it comes to cheese, and when listen, I say a little sensitive, listen. I mean. We so wouldn't have survived that so two hour back. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, I my body's used to me not giving a fuck if I like cheese or not, <laughs> if it likes cheese. But like, yo, it was really good. We had me yeah. and Vina had uh, the same thing. We got the what did we get like the, egg, the like, it was like zucchini. Yeah, it was like a it was like a veg, vegetarian not a vegetarian it was vegan but it yeah, was like vegan a vegan lasagna. What was like a vegetable lasagna? Yeah, it was delish. It was so, I think it was like zucchini. It was so good. Mm-hmm. I, I messed it up. I was so hungry. <laughs> By the end of like walking and like, I didn't think I was that hungry till we sat down. Yeah, because we did a lot of walking. Um, all right, I think that's all we did in the town. We highly recommend it if you guys are up for that drive. Yes, so Shanice is going to pick my next rage before we end the episode. I don't even, let me tell you something, guys. I don't even want to pick her next read because, like, she has DNF'd. Listen. Two out of the three books that I picked. Two out of the three? Are you sure? Yes. Yeah? No, but yes. Oh, I thought it was just one. I don't remember what the second one was. No, you DNF'd the first one. Remember the one that looked beautiful and sounded beautiful, the red and the blue and shit, and it was two authors who have wrote the book. Oh, yes. You failed twice. I'm so sorry. Okay. (laughs) I failed. She picks the book. I don't pick them. I just pick out of the books that she's already picked. Well, I gave you, I'm giving you two easy ones right now. I don't even care. Put it up. (laughs) I'm so angry. <laughs> All right. So after I finish um, the Sally Rooney one, I'm going to read whatever you pick for me. So, mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. The first option. These are very short sentences, so okay. I'm, I'm making it a little tough for you. The first sentence is, the problem with my life was that it was someone else's idea. Hmm. All right, let this sink in a little bit. 
And the next one, a bit more lighthearted than that. And it's very short. It says, never mix vodka and witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> so Great. one is lighthearted, one is definitely not. But what should it be, honey? What should it be? And do you want a second sentence from one of the books? Because I can, I can do that. Sure. Yeah. Let me get a let me get a second sentence. <laughs> For both of them. Yeah. Okay. So the first one, as a reminder, the problem with my life was that it was someone else's idea. One summer night, I fell asleep, hoping mm. that the world would be different when I woke up. Alright, that's that. And the next one. Never mix vodka and witchcraft. Vivi knew that. I feel like the never mix vodka and witchcraft is like a like a a memoir type of book. No, they're both fiction. Really? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna pick the um, never mix vodka and um, witchcraft. Oh, like, you surprised yeah. me! I was hoping it was I the did. other one. <laughs> this motherfucker, guys. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway, so you I have like picked for sentence. me. This is an yeah. arc I got of a book that's coming out in October, and I picked it up because I want to read some witch books in October. But I guess I'm reading it now. Um, so why did you one... put it on? <laughs> Guys, it's do you guys okay. see my it's frustration okay. right now? I can, huh? You about to get the chunkla in the in the side of the head right now? <laughs> I'm about to I'm about to throw it from my house. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> um. So yeah, I've never. Oh, she's writing under a different name. I'm learning a lot right now. Okay, so I uh, you picked out the X hex. Okay, so nine years Who's ago. Nine years ago, Vivian Jones nursed her broken heart like any young witch would, with vodka, weepy music, and a bubble bath, and a curse <laughs> on the horrible ex-boyfriend. So, Vivi knows that she shouldn't use her magic this way. This sounds like Sabrina, like a Sabrina episode. Um, so, yeah, she basically curses her ex-boyfriend, and it doesn't go the way she hopes that it would. But uh, the author is Erin Sterling, but she also writes as Rachel Hawkins. So she's a well-known writer, but she's using a... Rachel Hawkins, I know of her. Yeah, she's Time she's to go written. on Reddit. I mean, Reddit. Time to go on Goodreads. Okay, what was the other book? Is Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe. So a couple episodes... You know, I was going to pick that one, too. I know, I know you were. I don't know what happened to you. Um, so, <laughs> I mentioned in, I think, the previous episode or the one before that, that I wanted to read reread this book so I could read the sequel. Um, but, yeah, it didn't work out that way. So, we can always blame Shanice. <laughs> Wait, this, what is the, what is the book called that you, that you picked up, the, that I picked? What's the name the of it? The X-Hex. The X? Hex. hex yeah so e-x-h-e-x that x hex oh erlin okay well it got a 4.15 it hasn't come out yet though how many reviews yeah hold on let me see it got 
182 reviews so far. Oh, okay. So maybe maybe you'll got, be. Maybe it will work out this time. What the fuck? It, I read one of the things and it says the author described it as hocus pocus, but they fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Um. Yeah, that's my next read. Don't I think that mean? this is gonna be a very silly book. Like it's gonna be, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just ugh. Yeah. You better not DNF this. <laughs> I will try, honey. I will try. No, it's okay if you do. You I wonder like if it's YA. I hope it's not. Oh shit! Hold on, let me double check. I was just on it. It is. Does Goodreads even tell you if How it do is? You check? Yeah, it does. Oh, it's adult. I think okay. It's not oh, way. is it gonna be like the the? Remember when we was talking about like this new like it's not new fiction. Oh, it's not new like adult. adult. It's like new adult. So I'm wondering if this is gonna be a new adult or maybe an adult. You don't know. Yeah. Is it one of those like um, what's her name? Uh, Casey McQuinston books. Hopefully mm-hmm. not. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's not though. Hopefully it's you know <laughs> more enjoyable. <laughs> I would hope so. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Yes. If you end up going to the book village, let us know. Let yes, us know let us think. know, guys. Also, check out our TikTok of, uh, yes. of our adventure. It's a very nice TikTok. It took us all day to make it. <laughs> <laughs> TikToks are hard, guys, so give it a little love. Yeah. If you go there, you have no service, really. So mm. it's a nice, nice way to get away from, like the internet society yes um yes. but yeah if not if you're not on tiktok well you should be uh we'll post it on instagram too so you guys can check it out yes all right that's a wrap all right <laughs> <laughs> bye guys